It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Sunday's game between the Astros and Oakland A's was postponed. Here's Astros general manager, James Click. James, do you have any idea when this game is going to get rescheduled? No. Uh, at this point, the focus is on uh, contact tracing sanitization. Uh, it will not be tomorrow. Beyond that, we do not know uh, when it will be rescheduled. James, what are specifically what are you guys going to do as far as contact tracing? Uh, yeah, we, we went through uh, our testing this morning uh, already. Uh, our tests from fr- the last time we were tested was Friday. All those came back negative. So we're doing our testing again this morning. Those will be sent to the lab. Uh, we should have those results tomorrow. If anybody comes up as a result of the contact tracing protocols, uh, we will we'll try to find a way to get them rapid tested uh, locally, assuming that there's capacity. I know they haven't released the identity of the person, but do you guys have reason to believe that anyone, any player or staff member was in, quote, close contact with the positive individual from the A's? That's what we're working through right now. As far as making up the game, James, is it important that you guys get this game back in Houston considering uh, you don't have any more games with them left here and it's such an important series? Yeah, it obviously adds a little bit of a wrinkle there. Um, we, we would definitely prioritize having it here. Uh, the idea of, of having to play an additional home game on the road like we're having to do already uh, with Anaheim uh, definitely undercuts some of the home field advantage. But um, we, obviously the safety and prior, the safety of the, the players and staff, both the A's and, and, and our own, is, is paramount. So we'll deal with what we have to deal with to, to get this game in. But obviously it would be great to get it here in Houston. James, when did you find out uh, and when were you contacted and how were you contacted by the A's? Uh, I don't know. It was about one in the morning last night. Given the, the incubation period for the virus, I mean, is it reasonable to ins- expect that the, the Rangers series will probably be impacted in some way this week? Uh, I think it's very uh, it's way too soon to say that uh, one way or the other. Uh, we're obviously taking our cues from Major League Baseball and our health and safety uh, people. So once we have a better idea of the test results from today, we'll be able to address the Rangers series. But hopefully if the contact tracing comes back um, negative and the testing comes back negative, then we'll be able to go on Tuesday. But we're going to wait and see until we have those results before making any sort of a, a call on that. The Rangers are going to have to use the clubhouse that the A's were just in. What are you guys doing to that visiting clubhouse? 
The clubhouse was cleaned and sanitized last night um, before we got any of these results as part of the regular cleaning and sanitization procedures. It will go uh, undergo an additional deep cleaning today, and my guess is it will probably do it again tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do whatever uh, is required by Major League Baseball and the Rangers to make sure that that environment is sanitized before they get in there. Are you guys isolating until results come back, or are you able to exercise or work out or get any sort of physical activity in? No, today we are going to isolate until we get the results back and, and we will wait until we get the contact tracing back. We're going to play this thing absolutely as safe as possible. And then if that contact tracing comes back and there's not concern because we haven't really seen that much sort of inner intra-team uh, exposure, do you have a plan for sort of how you guys will stay active and stay working out even if the, the sort of the series themselves are postponed? Yeah, unfortunately, for better or for worse, we have a lot of experience with keeping guys active and, and working out uh, even when they don't have access to a facility. So we will continue to work with our trainers and, uh, and our players on, on how we can do that. Again, the hope is that there is no cross-team contamination similar to how we've seen some of these other scenarios. Additionally, given that this happened after Major League Baseball instituted the additional uh, protocols as far as masks, wearing, um, distancing, everything else, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this thing is contained and, and we can move forward. James, you guys dealt with this situation with Kansas City before the season started. Have, has the process changed at all from what you guys did then to what you're doing now? Yes and no. Um, it's, we, we already have the additional procedures in place, um, the additional requirements as far as masks wearing, the additional requirements as far as you know time in the, uh, in, in the clubhouse and things like that. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting all the additional changes that have been made, but this is a learning process for all of us. And, and we learned a tremendous amount about the protocols and the virus in the months since uh, the Kansas City exposure. James, to get away from the COVID for just a second, the trade deadline is tomorrow. Um, how, how active have your conversations been with other teams about improving your club? They're very active. Um, whether that leads to anything or not is obviously to be seen. Uh, I know there's been some more activity this morning, but um, you know we're continuing to pursue all avenues to try to give us the best chance to win the World Series this year. But obviously, we have to balance that. <coughs> excuse me, against the future um, and make sure that we don't uh, don't do anything rash uh, that would put us in a bad position in the future. Well, with guys changing teams at the trade deadline and, and commercial flights and joining new teams, um, is, is that a concern, you think, in the next few days? And how do you guys approach that? It, I don't know if it's a concern. It is definitely a factor. Um, it's not lost on any of us what we would be asking uh, these guys to do in, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, obviously, there are lots of safety procedures in place as far as commercial flights. Um, but we will definitely factor that in. Um, but at the same time, we have to do what we have to do to try to put the Houston Astros in a position to win. James, is there any overall concern from the players as far as this is concerned? Uh, I haven't spoken to them yet this morning. Um, obviously, they have concerns about this kind of stuff, just like they would even if we didn't have a, a positive test. Um, but you can see that they are taking things very seriously. They are exceptionally compliant with the requirements and the protocols from Major League Baseball, and hopefully that will put us in a good position to move fast uh, past this as quickly as possible. James, do you, do you feel a pressing need to, to make a deal of some sort before the deadline? No, absolutely not. Uh, we, we have several players that uh, are hopefully coming back from the IL uh, sooner rather than later, which should give us a boost. 
obviously we want to do everything we can to to show that these guys that we have their backs and that we're doing what we can to improve the team and, and give them a chance to win a World Series. But at the same time, you know, we have a lot of talent on hand and we have a lot of talent that's coming back from uh, from Corpus hopefully very soon. So uh, we, we think we're in a position to win either way. Uh, it's just a question of, you know, can we augment that with something reasonable? Do you have an update on Justin Verlander? I do not have an update on Justin Verlander. James, have your conversations with teams surrounded pitching or offense? Uh, pitching or offense? They've surrounded both of them. Um, you know, it, it changes you know week to week uh, around here uh, in in terms of, of what we're looking at. But we're open to any possibility to improve the team. We're not going to cut ourselves off from potential avenues that that could help us out. One thing uh, I do want to give you guys a heads up on, um, we are going to shut down Corpus Christi again. Uh, we did have a positive test down there again. We are optimistic that it will be similar to the last time. Uh, we will go through the same procedures in terms of the contact tracing and the deep cleaning, uh, but we did just get that result this morning. So for the time being, Corpus is shut down. Uh, as discussed the last time, we are going to work with Major League Baseball on potentially moving uh, the players that are unaffected by that positive test to Minimate Park uh, to potentially continue their rehab up there. But right now, we just don't know a lot. Uh, we're going to wait to see how that contact tracing goes, but we'll keep you guys posted on that. James, with two positive tests there, have, are you guys concerned that there, whether it's staff members, whoever tests positive, is there a reason to believe that there are people breaking protocols or doing um, things that you know are not in the manual? Um, I don't think so. Everybody that we've talked to down there is taking this thing very seriously. I think this is more of an indication of just how contagious uh, this virus is. Uh, you know, if, if we find out that people are breaking protocols, we'll obviously have to address that. But so far, all of the, uh, the work that we've done and all the conversations with staff and players down there are similar to the major league players where they are taking this thing very seriously. Um, I, again, I think this speaks more to just the contagious nature of the virus than of any sort of behavior uh, by, by our people. Is there, so, so it's one test, down, one positive down there again? Correct. correct. There's, a, there's a single positive, and uh, you know, as with last time, uh, we are going to shut it down until we can conduct contact tracing and additional testing and deep cleaning. The hope is that because we've been following the protocols, because people have been wearing the masks and doing everything else, that this will be contained. But obviously, we won't know that until we do the testing. Uh, and I'm also really worried about even saying that out loud because I feel like I'm going to piss off the virus and it's just going to come at me for, for taunting it. Can you disclose whether the positive test was a player or a staffer? No, we're, we're not going to disclose uh, whether it's a player or a staff. James, you guys brought up a couple guys from Corpus Christi. You guys brought up a couple guys from Corpus Christi yesterday. Have you done contact tracing with them? That will be part of the, uh, the plan, but hopefully uh, they won't fall into it, but we'll work with our medical professionals on that. For the contact tracing for the stuff at the alternate site, are you getting assistance from MLB? Because I know that they've been, uh, like they've been sort of doubling back and checking all of the contact tracing that's done at the major league level. But when it comes to the alternate site, are they are they offering assistance with that, or is that all in house? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not 100% sure on that. I believe that they are, but they are definitely doing their their own contact tracing on the major league side, just like we are. Um, as far as whether that extends to the alternate training site, I don't know offhand. It's a good question. I'll try to find out. And then also, if you do acquire somebody ahead of the trade deadline, uh, do you have a sense of what kind of intake procedure you'd want them to go through? Because it looks like we're getting different intake procedures across the league and guys and teams are sort of allowed to decide for themselves whether or not they want that player to isolate and go through a whole 
new round of testing or if they can add them to the roster right away. Have you thought about that? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, we have. Um, it, it's a conversation that we're actively having with our medical people, our infectious disease specialists, our trainers. Um, it, it's something that we've already had to go through when we fly players in on the road, uh, you know, if they're not able to to be on the team plane. So like when we had injuries when we're on the road and we have to replace somebody on the taxi squad, it would be a very similar procedure where, you know, a player was coming from another major league team. Uh, they would come in. I would I would imagine they would get rapid tested and they would isolate. But the specifics of that are obviously something that we're going to work on with our trainers and our infectious disease specialists. James, has there been uh, any talk about maybe having a, another site, a contingency site, to be able to move the players from Corpus, like how you all use the uh, U of H site uh, during summer training? Yeah, that's why we're having the conversation with MLB about using Minute Maid Park for that. But the trick is that we still have to maintain the separation between the players at the alternate site and the players on the major league roster so that if there's a positive test like this, that it doesn't spread. So we are working with MLB on providing a, a document that um, shows the protocols as far as entry and exit, uh, where those players would, would locker. They wouldn't locker in the same locker room. They wouldn't use the field at the same time. We have to clean everything in between when they get there and when the regular uh, major leaguers get there. So all of that is being worked on actively, but uh, for right now, Minute Maid Park uh, is the alternate, alternate training site. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up, see you later! Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. First pitch, and Tucker drills this one deep down the right field line. Ball is hooking. If it stays fair, it's gone. That's a fair ball and a three-run homer for Kyle Tucker. And the Astros go up three to nothing. Tucker's sixth home run of the year. Boy, that's what Kyle Tucker's looking for, a pitch elevated enough that he can hit the ball in the air. And he's not missing them these days. Kyle Tucker is red hot. And is grounded sharply past the dive of Mayfield and down the left field line into the corner. On his way to third base is Canna, and he's around third and coming home. Here's the relay to the plate by Correa on a hop to slide. Canna is out! Inning over! What a perfect relay from Correa on the throw from Brantley! Inning over! Boy, they took a gamble. Brantley hit his cutoff, man. And when you hit Carlos Correa, you know you're going to get a bullet. And you know it's going to be online. And a good snag by Maldonado on the short hop. Bang, bang, play, and he's out. This ball is driven to right field. Back on it's Piscotti. Looking up, and it is gone. It's way out of here for Josh Reddick. A deep one to right field. The Astros lead 4-1. to one. Five straight curveballs. That's all Olsen has seen in this at bat. Yep. So do you stick with that? Do you try to bury it a little more on 2-2? I would. I would try to bury this curveball. That's my best pitch. Two balls and two strikes. Breaking ball. Got him. Strike three for McCullers. Another curveball. He got him to chase. And that'll strand the runner on first base. Three infielders to the right of second. First pitch. Ground ball right side. That's right at Gurriel. Down to one knee. Straightens up. Takes it to first. And that is the ball game. Houston Astros take game one of today's doubleheader, defeating the Oakland A's by a final of 4-2. Same final score that every one of the Astros have on the back of their jersey, 42. What a win for the Astros to take the first one of this doubleheader. Uh, Lance McCullers Jr. can't say enough about him, and Kyle Tucker continues 
his assault at the plate. Astros now three and a half behind Oakland in the AL West. The Astros take the field. Zach Greinke across the chalk line on the first base side. Put yourself in a position to get a, a series win, whether you sweep this doubleheader or get the victory tomorrow. So the Astros put themselves in pretty good shape and have to feel good about Zach Greinke on the mound. And Lariano drives this pretty deep to right center. Redick on his horse still going back, looking up, and that ball is gone. A leadoff home run for Ramon Lariano. And it is one to nothing, Oakland. Now Kyle Tucker comes up with the bases loaded and one out. The word is, how do you pitch Kyle Tucker these days? And there's not many holes from what we see. He's hit pitches inside, he's hit pitches outside. He'll go the other way with power. He'll hit a triple on you too. And Tucker drives this one out in the right center field. Piscotti on his horse, he won't get there. That's gonna roll onto the warning track and all the way to the wall. Springer scores, Brantley scores, Gurriel around third and coming home. He will score. It's a three-run triple for Kyle Tucker. And it's three to one Astros. It's six triples now for Kyle Tucker. And that clears the bags. He leads the big leagues with triples, and he comes through big time again. Three RBIs first inning last game, three RBIs here. And Springer hits it in the air, deep to left field. Ball is hooking. If it stays fair, it's gone, and that ball is gone. A two-run home run for George Springer into the heavens. And the Astros' lead is 5-1 to one on Springer's fifth home run of the year. That ball was launched and crushed 94 on the inner portion of the plate and he turned on it and hit it into space. Here's the 0-2. Slow curve and it's fought off into shallow right. Altuve going back and he makes the catch. Lunging forward, Altuve racing out toward right field. He makes the catch and flips it to Reddick. All in the same motion. How much ground did he cover? Saves a run for the time being and we'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning. It's the Astros 5, Oakland 2. That ball's hit well, left center field, cutting across his Grossman. He'll catch it, tagging at third base, Maldonado. He'll score on the sacrifice fly by Yuli Gurriel, and the Astros lead it 6-3. to three. You know, I think this is the best we've seen Presley look all year long, this inning. How good has his breaking stuff looked? Breaking stuff looks great. Fastball with that hop. Good news. Very good news. Presley working from the first base side of the rubber. Delivers a 1-2. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on the slider. Machine goes down, and that is the ball game. Ryan Presley strikes out the side as the Astros sweep this twin bill from the A's. Astros now two and a half games behind Oakland for first place in the American League West. As the Astros take game two by a 6-3 to three score. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. I mean, you know, we wanted both those games, and we wanted two out of three at least, but now we got a chance to to sleep, you know, that was a real big game. I mean, it didn't start out too well because we didn't know if Grinky was going to be able to pitch or not because, you know, he had a crook in his neck. And so, you know, I had Sneed warming up with him, but he said he was he was fine. And, uh, you know, he gave us all he had. Got a little hairy there in the, you know, in the fifth inning. But, you know, you got to stick with your horse. And, uh, you know, he got to you know, a very uh, tough hitter to pop up. Going to make another good pitch to Matt Chapman. Lariano at third. Astros leading by two. Two to delivery. That's popped up on the infield. Coming in is Diaz. He's there and he makes the catch and the inning is over. That ball might have hit the roof as Diaz was kind of stumbling a little bit there near the end. Either way, the play is made and the A's are turned aside. They pick up a run on La Stella RBI ground out. Boy, uh, you know, we got some clutch hits. You know, Tucker continues to, to be on fire. He got six hits, I mean, six uh, RBIs in the double hitter. And, uh, 
you know, he's the triples man. And every time a ball goes in the gap or down the line, the guys are hauling the triple. So, you know, you know, keep keep coming and keep running. Dusty, given the, the struggles that Springer and Altuve have had at points this year, you guys haven't had the extra base threat that, that, um, that we've been accustomed to seeing. So how nice is it to see Tucker coming into that, being the guy that can change a game with one swing and hit the ball well, in the gap? Well, it's very good. It's very nice. And, uh, you know, when he comes to the plate, you know, everybody expects him to, you know, to, you know, to do that. I mean, once you get in the, on a roll, then everybody thinks it. He thinks it. The fans think it. You guys probably think it. But, uh, you know, it's all about a thought process. It starts with a thought process and a positive outlook on things. And uh, it, was, it was great to see Springer. And, you know, after he got hit in the elbow, been out a few days, it was great to see him hit one a mile. And so, uh, uh, I, like I said, I mean, we're, we're starting to wake up. But, you know, we went in some ball games in the meantime. Dusty, it looked like you were thinking about going to the lefty Taylor with Listella up there. Did you change your mind at the last second on that? Yeah, I did. I changed my mind because, you know, like you got to stick with your horse. And, uh, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, Grinky's, you know, one of our main horses. And, you know, you want to give him a chance in, in, in that situation. And you knew that, uh, you know, if he made his pitch that, uh, you know, he had a good chance to get him out. And, uh, he, he, I mean, you hate to trade a out for a run, which he did, but, you know, the, the dangerous uh, man came up after him and Chapman. Because Chapman had already had two two uh, solid hits. And, uh, you know, the guys that hit him well today were Loreano and Chapman. And so, uh, you know, that was that was where the real decision came in, um, you know, to, you know, let him face Chapman. Dusty, thank you. All right. So, Grinky done after five innings, six hits, three runs, no walks. And six strikeouts. Leads with a, a two-run lead. It's five to three. See if the Astros bullpen can knock it down. All right, we'll get started. Questions for Zach Grinke. Zach, Dusty told us you kind of woke up with some soreness in your neck. Can you go through kind of what happened and whether you were the you pitching today was in doubt? Uh, a little bit. It just uh, didn't feel good at all. Got a... Uh, Warmed up okay after a while. Uh, I had wasn't sure if it was going to loosen up, and then uh, it started to loosen up a little bit, like uh, kind of close to game time. But then, for some reason, my my mind wasn't working as good as normal. So I just uh, it was a tough tough game. Uh, defensively great, had some good run support. Uh, it was a tough game for me, but. Overall, there's a lot of really good baseball and good day overall. How big was this day for you guys, just as a team, given who it was against and given the division? Uh, I mean, the the wins were nice, and then I, I thought it was good. A lot of a lot of guys played good today, and it was uh, for me, it was nice seeing pretty much the whole team playing playing good, and that was a uh, that was a, nice to see where it hasn't quite come together that, that good, I didn't think, until starting to a little bit more recently, and then today was just a really good day. Exactly. Hadn't given up a home run all year, um, and, you know, we've, we're used to seeing Simeon at the top of that order, and they made, they made that change, to, uh, and Loriano ended up taking you deep. But just having Loriano lead off and that lineup look a little different, did that affect you at all starting the game? Uh, it didn't affect me, but he, I mean, he had a great day. Uh, 
don't, I don't know. He, I don't think he was swinging that good coming in, but he smoked the ball every time up. Uh, maybe we had a bad game plan. He had a good game plan. Uh, just he, he was just a uh, tough all day today. Uh, and he was, did really good against his last time too. So uh, it's good. Uh, the pitch wasn't that terrible. It wasn't what I wanted, but I mean, off of Homer, that's impressive. And then I threw an okay changeup later to him, and he, he crushed it. So uh, it was a good day for him. Zach, did your neck impact anything in particular? Uh, I mean, I, mainly I just didn't feel good, and it was just a tougher game. But uh, they – I don't know if I if I felt really good if it would have been much better. They were doing good and had some good defense all day today uh, for my game and Lance's game. So uh, they they did what they could and we just uh, did a good job of limiting the runs and winning by a little bit both times. Zach, can you talk about the chemistry that you and Maldonado have together? Even if you get into jams, he's able to help you get out of them. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a catcher first. Uh, and he just tries to hit as good as he can. That's that's what most people like throwing to. He does a great job, takes it real serious, and he uh, puts the time in not just for, for me, but you see he does the same thing for the relievers and other starters, and that's, uh, that's what a valuable catcher does. Zach, are you concerned about your neck long-term, or do you think it's just kind of a one – kind of a one-day thing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, it's got to get better. I don't want it to still be there. But uh, uh, as of this point, I've never had a neck issue that's lasted for a long period of time. So it uh, should be good. Uh, so hopefully. And here's the – the hottest hitter in baseball, I, I think. Here's Kyle Tucker, a three-run triple in the first. The triple pace is is unbelievable. Six triples, first 33 games. Yeah. That is an Astros record. Astros record. Previously, the record was five triples in the first 33 games of an Astros season. Omar Moreno did that in 1983. Wow. And Joe Morgan hit five triples in the first 33 games of the 1970 season. Of course. I've been seeing the ball real well. Uh, I haven't chased a lot of pitches, um, which is, you know, I think a big part of that. You know, if you're not chasing pitches and you're getting pitches over the plate that you can hit, um, you'll be more productive that way. Was there a specific area of the zone you were chasing um, earlier in the season? Were you seeing pitchers pitch you a certain way, and how have you kind of readjusted to that? Um. Well, I think I have like a little bit more of a load, which helps me be more like consistent with seeing pitches. Um, I don't know how to describe this. Um, I don't know. Ever since I've been like trying trying to do like a little bit different load, like a little bit bigger leg kick, I guess. Um, I've been seeing the ball a lot better, and it's just helped me, you know, not really chase pitches right off the plate or anything just trying to get over the play and I think that's been helping and I think you know that's the you know biggest part is just not chasing pitches and getting pitches over the plate. 
Kyle, this is what the, the Astros certainly have expected from you, and obviously you've expected from yourself. If you had a chance to reflect for a moment on where you're at right now and how important this is to you and to your team. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's big. I mean, we, we got two, two wins today, um, pulled it a little bit closer to first place in our division. So, you know, that's good. And we got another game tomorrow to you know, get a little closer. But, you know, we've been playing real well lately, and um, we're just going to try and carry that on through the rest of the season. We got – you know, about a month left, a little less than a month worth of games. So we're just going to try and keep this momentum, you know, play well throughout the remainder of the season. you pay much attention to your stats? Like when you look at the uh, the leaders tomorrow and RBIs will be up there at the, the very top of the, the American League and your OPS in the last, you know, couple of weeks and things like that? Um, I mean, that's nice, I guess. Um you know, when you're swinging at good pitches and stuff like that, that, that just kind of comes along with it. But, you know, the biggest, you know, takeaway is that we're winning games and, you know, we're, you know, getting ahead of teams and, you know, we're trying to put some more runs up on the board and stay ahead of them. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Okay, we'll start with questions for George Springer. Yeah. George, how big was today just all in all for you guys, given the division race, given the opponent, and given where we are in the season? I think it's big, you know, um, obviously that is a very, very good ball club over there. And, um, you know, for us to, you know, to sneak out a couple, uh, you know, hard fought, um, W's here today is, is, uh, is huge for us. Are you seeing, um, it seems like through the first 30 games, you know, you guys haven't just put it all together for one series is today kind of the epitome of when you guys put it all together, which you guys can be. Um, I don't know. You know, I just think that, us as a team, um, we strung together at bats. We strung together innings. Um, you know, we're able to get guys uh, on base and in. And and you know, anytime you play a team like Oakland, who who can score with the best of them, who can pitch what with the best of them, um, it's uh, important. You know, to to try to score early and and you know, keep 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 going. Are you guys expecting Tucker when he comes up now just to, uh, you know, get these guys home and just do some damage, you know, six RBIs in a couple of games today? You know, I I, I think um, he's kind of starting to slow things down for himself. You know, he, he's been hitting the ball hard for a long time, and, and you know, he, he's he's showing glimpses of, you know, what he can do. Um, and, and, you know, he, he, he puts in a, a lot of hard work um, behind the scenes, you know, to – to to be who he has been and and you know this is this is obviously a short season and and a lot of people get stuck on stats and all that stuff but you know he he doesn't care um he just wants to drive the ball and and it's starting to show you've seen him obviously for the last three years he's come up what what is different about him now that then in his offensive approach maybe than what you've seen the last two years? um you know i i i think he's starting to mature a little bit you know i i think he's starting to face guys um over and over again uh he's starting to un- understand himself as a player you know he, he's only been up here for a year or two and and you know I I, I really love the way he's he's kind of made adjustments um and and you know he, he he tries to learn and and that's 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 important you wear that uh elbow guard today is that something you'll you'll keep going forward and was it was it tough to swing with it? How'd you, how'd you take it? Uh, well, I mean, I normally wear one. Um, I had just switched things up for 
a little bit of luck, I guess, and ended up uh, paying the price for it. So I, I learned my lesson of, of uh, you know, make sure I have an elbow guard on, but it was fine. Um, I normally have one, but I guess I didn't that time. George, how important was yesterday for Team Solidarity? I think it was huge. Um, you know, obviously, um, there's 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 been a lot of stuff happening, and and you know, again, hats off to Oakland. Um, it was it was a, a great moment. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team.